guys, this is Osavar Sajid. Thank you for tuning in. First episode we're doing, uh, this is called Airport Shenanigans. Uh, I thought I would start it and kind of just tell you a little bit about myself. So I live in Dallas, Texas. I've been living here for the last year and a half and been loving it. And it's been such a wonderful journey to be here. Um, I am an accounting manager for a company called Decimal. About a month and a half now, which has been awesome, and we are just starting to begin my journey into the podcast world. I've been part of podcasts in the past, but this is kind of my first, doing kind of my own first podcast, so I appreciate everyone who's listening today. This podcast is basically for anyone who relates to airlines, anyone who's traveled, anyone who has to deal with, who works at an airport, who maybe works for a company who has to travel a lot. And these are basically the craziest, most insane stories from any airport in the world. And this includes stories about TSA, about people who worked at the airport, people they've seen live in their own, with their own two eyes, or things that have happened on the airline while they're, while they're up in the air, while before they were flying, things that they might've seen at the airport, what caught them off guard. So I thought this would be cool because I feel like it resonates with people, people that want to know more about stories that are the most outrageous or stories that are just, they want to learn more about. So I thought every week we're going to do about a 20 to 30 minute story where we just take the stories from online. Uh, Hopefully people can send their stories into me as well. That would be amazing. And we basically just discuss the different stories. So I thought we could just start today off uh, doing a little bit, just kind of an introduction. So I thought today, just kind of look up some things. I kind of found a couple of crazy stories, uh, you know, through Reddit and some of the other um, sources that I was able to find online. So first one I found was kind of crazy. Uh, This was about five years ago. Um, Someone wrote that they were in the Flying O'Hare, which I believe is the O'Hare in Chicago, and they said that they were a couple, they were coming back, I think it was just like a normal flight, and they said that they were going through security, and they were coming back from their honeymoon, and they flew another airline, they had to, they had to fly through another airline, meaning they came back, they had to get their baggage, so they had to use their bags. They had to check in again. They had to check in their bags, and they had to go back through security. So you can imagine how distraught they would already be. Like, if I was coming back from my honeymoon, and I basically had to go through all security again, I'm sure that most people would be pissed off about that. Um, they said no issues. It's fine. They, they boarded the plane, and they said when um, there were two older travelers who also got onto the plane after them, actually, you know, that they were sitting in their seats. So the couple that, you know, just came back from the honeymoon were like, excuse me, you're in our seats. And they started arguing with them saying, no, these are our seats. They're not going to get out of the seats. So there was kind of a confrontation going on between the older couple and the people who, you know, just came back from the honeymoon. They need to get onto the flight. You can imagine how tired they are. So the woman and the parents started screaming out loud. And this is when everyone in the airplane was just like, what the hell is going on? And the flight attendant, the flight attendant comes over to settle them down and try to get things sorted out. 
this is the part that gets crazy though. This is the part that you have to listen to this. This is this is really interesting. So they said that they the airlines found out that the couple that was in their seats um, had copies of their boarding pass and they were not passengers on a flight with their names on their IDs. Which kind of begs the question, how did they get copies of the couple's boarding pass? Like, how in the hell did they get that before they got onto the... Like, how did they... The flight attendant give it to them accidentally? Like, what are the chances of them giving the people in the seat the same... Their boarding pass and for them with that... Because their names, obviously, are going to be different. So, yeah. So, they had copies of their boarding pass. Somehow, they managed to make it through security without anyone realizing they were not the people on the boarding pass. So their IDs clearly did not match the boarding pass, which, like I said again, how in the hell could O'Hare make that make that crazy... I don't even know. So this is where the captain blows over because he's pissed off. He's like, we need to get going. And this whole shenanigans happened on the plane... So the entire flight had to be freaking locked down from this. So basically TSA had to come over. The air marshal wouldn't let the, anyone leave the plane. Eventually it was figured out that they, in addition to somehow getting copies of the people on the honeymoon's boarding pass, they accidentally swapped the IDs with relatives they had been staying with and were actually supposed to be on the flight but didn't have the documentation to prove it. So somehow they were still not allowed to fly. So this was the day that most of the people realized, or the couple realized, that TSA had no idea what is going on. So take it back. Um, my thing is, I still don't understand how they they pat they got into the flight without the boarding pass. Like I don't know, maybe TSA was sleeping, maybe the flight attendants didn't notice, but the fact that they got onto the flight had to go through that major you know, going through security again, and then that happening, like, has anyone else ever dealt with that before? Like, I'm curious to the listeners, like, have you ever experienced where you go onto the flight and someone is sitting in your seat and you have to argue with them? Like, I'm pretty sure this is my seat. And they have to keep telling you, like, no, I'm the one who's had here before you. Can you just find another seat? Or someone that wants to trade in a seat with you. Like, to me, that's it's okay to do that, but I've always been one of those people who just, like, don't want to get into conversation. Like, I will sit wherever I want to, and that's it. That's that. So, thank you for sending that story in. Um, here's a second story about the TSA. This is, these are, and these are solely, like I said again, these are just TSA stories. Um, I thought I would share a couple for the first episode, and then uh, hopefully in the next episode, We'll kind of jump into more of uh, airline stories and, and a little bit more in-depth for just one story. But I thought for today we can kind of just talk about just crazy TSA stories. So one one story that someone was saying that um, this person was born in the, the Dominican Republic and their version of security, um, she's a black woman. Um, she, used to, she used to rock a fair, fairly large afro. Um, so she said she would go through the normal security measures, which included walking through a metal detector. It didn't go off. Everything seemed fine. And a female security approached that person and motioned that she needed to search her hair. 
she then proceeded to pat her down with her hands, and she still wondered what she was expecting to find. Now, I, I honestly can relate to this story because me being uh, someone from Pakistan, it's crazy because even me going through security, TSA always has to pat me down, no matter what it is. I could literally be going from one city to another. doesn't matter. I have to be patted down. I have a funny story that uh, it was in 2010. I was coming to the airport. Actually, we were leaving from... Uh, Houston to Colorado, I was coming with my grandparents, and they were coming from Pakistan, and I was, I was going, I was going with them back to Nebraska, because that, that was their destination, so as we were coming, or sorry, as we were going, we, I got patted down for whatever reason, I actually took maybe an half an hour after, because there was something wrong with some, one of our uh, passports that we had and my grandma and grandpa were just in a wheelchair and they just let them through me on the other hand took me some time because i had to realize like what the hell do i have to do that took a little bit of time which kind of sucked but at the same time it was cool because um i got to meet some of the tsa guys and they were actually pretty cool at the at the houston airport but yeah so i feel for her i feel for this woman who you know she worked she was at a tsa from the Dominican Republic, she rocked a large afro, and <laughs> for like, what will you find in someone's hair? Like, I'm always curious about having to pat someone down and having literally to go from top to bottom. Like, what do people? I want to hear what are some things that you've seen in line that you did not expect to see someone else have. Like, if someone had a knife, someone had like, I'm curious to see like, what are some things that you guys have heard that never thought about or you never would think someone would have so here's the next story and we have um one two about two two more stories and then we'll kind of get into kind of the functionality of, of these podcasts so had another had another crazy story um this story is one of his friends returning home from the peace corps in the late fall of 2001 so you can already tell 9-11 happened, uh, security tightened at that time. Um, he was stationed in Benin. Uh, he knew that shortly arriving home that he was gonna go to another buddy's honeymoon. So he bought his friend this big sword and scabbard, which obviously at that time may not be a good idea, but you know, he wasn't thinking anything was wrong with it. Um, there, It was big enough actually, so here's the crazy thing. The sword that he had was big enough to fit the size of a backpack from top to bottom. So that was, what, 18 to 24 inches long, maybe? So um, after 9-11, he's, uh, he's getting through new flying regulations. So this is, like I said earlier, new flying regulations, crazy how things are happening. Um, first domestic flight over years and since 9-11. So his buddy is packing the sword into his carry-on backpack. Goes through security on his. So this is from uh, JF, JFK to MCI. Never stopped, and it's not until he's on the plane that he realizes that an enormous sheath sword in his backpack. Um, so yeah, you can imagine that once he saw that, I'm pretty sure they pretty much either took him off the plane or probably took that part off the plane. 
he mentioned another story, which I kind of wanted to, to bring up. He said this was about 10 to 12 years ago. He was randomly stopped for a backpack check coming from Berlin. TSA asked to search his bag, and in the bottom of the bag, he, had, he packed a bottle of Havana Club, which, of course, was legal elsewhere, but not in the USA. So anyone that doesn't know what I actually had to look this up because I had no idea what a Havana Club was. But basically, uh, Havana Club is a brand of rum that was created in Cuba. I think the year was 1934, so it was originally produced in a Cardenas, Cuba. Family-owned brand was nationalized after the Cuban Revolution. So like he was saying, um, he had the bag, he had the Havana Club, which of course is legal, but not in the U.S. So TSA agent zips open the bag and starts going through the top layer of stuff. And obviously his friend is freaking out. Then the next layer in his suitcase are some books and papers. The TSA agent takes one and looks at him and says, uh, Hey, Diker. And my buddy says, Yeah, I'm getting my PhD in philosophy. I don't know if I butchered that, by the way. I think I said it right. So the agent stops and tells him a story about a philosophy class that he took in college. Then the guy puts the book in the bag and says, Welcome to the USA. As if he had to go to the next level of his friend's bag that he would have gotten caught. So it's crazy how he was freaking out about it and it didn't, nothing happened. He, he actually was able to get by even though he was thinking that he was going to get stopped because he, he had the Havana Club on it, which to me is crazy. Um, when I came back from Pakistan in 2005, I had a... Um, I had cricket bats that I was carrying along with me, and when we went through security, they opened up our bag, and they opened it, and they saw, I, I think we had about four to five cricket bats that we bought, we bought from Pakistan. So when we came back, we had all these cricket bats, and the uh, while we were going through security, they opened the bag, they looked through it, and they were just staring at it, like, what, what are these items? Like, they didn't, they thought it was a baseball bat, one of the guys actually picked up the cricket bats and he started like flinging it in the air to see like how shiny it was. And my brother and I were just standing there with our heads to the ground like, please don't ask us these questions. Like he, I think what he was asking is like, what sport is this? And we were telling him it's, it's cricket. And obviously people in the USA, I mean, they've probably heard of cricket, but they don't associate like a sport to it. So I thought that was kind of funny. He let us go, which was good, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that like, we didn't have to have any trouble. Okay, last story that I have for the day. Um, this is also another story kind of around 9-11. Uh, this person was saying that he was returning after 9-11. He was returning to college after spring break. So he had two jars of hot fudge from a specialty place in his hometown that his mom had sent to him with him and his roommate. So he was basically bringing it back for him and his roommate. He was carrying on to avoid baggage fees. Neither of neither of them thought about the liquid band, or I think it's called the three one one, if I'm not mistaken. So obviously TSA was searching this stuff, and they pulled out the fudge. They recognized it right away as inexpensive and generally awesome. They they tried to convince him that to let him take it back to college, but the TSA basically said. No fudge policy or NFP. I don't know if that's a thing, but I guess it's called no fudge policy. 
And as he walked towards, as he walked toward his gate, he could hear the two young boys that were giggling about the whole thing. And I, um, basically, I think what happened was the TSA. He basically said the TSA took the fudge and basically ate it because the TSA knew it was expensive, right? So obviously. If you're in TSA, you get hungry, right? You see something like this, you're going to act. You're going to eat the fudge. So, yeah, that that was something that uh, I read and I thought I would also share. So, yeah, um, that is the first episode. Like I said, not too long of a first episode. Just wanted to kind of do a first run, see how things are. So, my next, next week we're going to have episode two. And I guess... I'm going to try to do a more, a more formulated uh, episode where I'm going to kind of dive deep a little bit, search more articles. Hopefully, we kind of do more of a airline crazy story where someone actually goes onto an airplane, something happens, go through from point A to point B, talk about what happened, what we could learn from it, and what we can hopefully gain from it. And so... If you guys have any crazy stories that you, obviously these are a little bit older, so if you guys have any recent stories that you want to share or just or just put out there, please email me. I would love to hear from you guys. Email is, you can email me at sajid.asavar at gmail.com. So that's S-A-J-I-D dot A-S-A-W-A-R at gmail.com. So please feel free to email me. I would love to hear about your TSA stories airline stories, anything related to airport, I am so, well, I would love to just hear about from you guys, so, yeah, I appreciate it, um, I'm gonna try putting these on a couple of different, uh, podcasts, uh, like Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, that way, anyone that wants to listen to this, please do so, if you guys have any questions, like I said, feel free to reach out to me, I would love to hear from you guys, and, Hopefully everyone does well, and we will talk to you soon on next week's episode. Take care, everyone.